Come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for an hour. It's panel discussion, so uh, whoever's over on gunchannels.com is welcome to join in and chat with us. Uh, Gun Channels is a community we built. It's five years old. It is uh, focused on firearms, and it's a community that encourages and, and uh, appreciates uh, people that create their own Second Amendment content. Uh, as to that end, this show is designed to be an uh, effort in new media, so we uh, aren't just doing a radio show that you get to listen to. We're not just uh, up here celebrities dropping information down. This is supposed to be a conversation, so if you're listening out there live, uh, use the communication methods that we have and be part of this conversation. If you're listening to it in the future, uh, write me an email, write the, anybody on the panel an email at uh, dailygunshow at gmail.com. Uh, you can contact Gary. He's got his own website. Travis has his site, and his, uh, uh, they both have presence on the uh, various platforms out there. Other people that have been on the panel uh, have their own methods of communication, continue the conversations in other platforms. Uh, but we do have a couple of people joining us tonight. we got Gary jumping in from Kansas. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for the invite. Always. And then we've got uh, Travis jumping in. A rare opportunity to have Travis jumping in from uh, Nebraska. <laughs> Yeah, man. You know, Gary and I represent the flyover states, so here we are. Center <laughs> of country cover today, so it's cool. Yeah. We were talking a bit off here. I throw a bunch of links out, and we were kind of match chat ended. Never enough ammo did his chat late today, so it just ended a little bit late. So our show got a little bit late. I was sending out links over on gun channels. People that uh, are welcome to join in, and uh, as we were kind of waiting for people to join in, we were talking off air a bit about uh, Travis getting ready. Well, actually, we were talking about the range being snowed in. And I, I guess I wasn't worried. I wasn't sure if you were talking about being able to get to the range. You were talking more like while you're at the range being an issue. But then we've kind of started to talk about uh, the rifles you're taking. Now I've got a, and, and then you started talking about your Ruger American that's yeah. 762 by 39. I've yeah. got a Ruger in 762 by 39, but it's an older one, uh, single shot. It might have a magazine, but it's, you know, it's an internal box mag. It's not, yours has a mag. Yeah, so yeah the tactical cool. box, yeah. So um, does it use, and that's what I wanted to talk about, because I hadn't had a chance to just BS with you about that particular gun. So if you don't mind, I'm going to pick your brain on that gun. Yeah. So we're talking a Ruger American, and you can tell us more about it, so you know more about it than I do. Uh, but it's in 762 by 39 which is kind of cool, the Russian you know, AK caliber. So what's the deal with this gun? Give, me a, give us a rundown as if someone had never heard of it before, because I think a lot of people might be in that boat. Okay, you know, it's part of the Ruger American series, which means you've got multiple calibers that are available. If you like that particular rifle, you can get that rifle in, you know, a 223 slash 556, 243, 270, 30-06, etc. I think they even do like a, either 450 Bushmaster or 458 SOCOM. You're looking at a price point that kind of falls between, if you want to get a 762 by 39 rifle, 
it's it's pretty much the the least one of the least expensive options to get into a bolt action. Uh, I think Zestava might have made one, or you can look around and still find them. You're looking around the four hundred dollar range to get into one. Sometimes three seventy five. Uh, the Ranch series has a threaded barrel. <clears throat> it also has a Picatinny rail up on the top, and it takes uh, it comes with a five round mag, but it also takes mini thirty magazines too, which are not cheap. You know they're around forty dollars, but a lot of your detachable box bolt action rifle magazines aren't necessarily cheap. I mean, I don't know what your definition of cheap is for, you know, for me, like anything less than 30 bucks, I consider inexpensive for a mag. Um, you got a cold hammer forge barrel. You've got, usually they come in like a flat, darker stock. Um, it's just been really, really, really good rifle. Very accurate. And what I love about it is it allows me to shoot a higher powered round, you know, like a 30 caliber round adequate for hunting but I don't have to break the bank at the range while I'm doing it. I mean, even the hunting ammo that I'm using is the steel case Hornady uh, SST tip bullet. And that ammo runs you $23, $24 for 50 rounds. So it's it's an inexpensive hunting. I mean, yeah, if you reload 308, great. If you reload or if you get a good batch of 308 that you want to hunt with, you know, I kind of use that as a as kind of the comparison round. Um, you know, you can get a good you can get a box of 20 of ball ammo 308 for 10 bucks. But just the fact this gets you into 762 without having to spend more money, you know, say you want to get a CZ 527, saves you a couple hundred bucks. And so that was the main reason why I bought a 527 sell my bucket list. That's another really good bolt action uh, 762 rifle. And they're both designed to run steel case ammo with no issues. That was the idea behind making it for basically people that were fans of that round that want to run. whether You've got surplus ammo or just inexpensive Steel case ammo, you know, I just like the fact I could shoot it all day and not really break the bank on it. Uh, limitations on the rifle, I would probably say I got one of the first run models, so the machining was a little rough inside the chamber. It took some took some rounds through it to really get that action smoothed out. And I think the barrel on it's an 18-inch on the ranch model, so you don't quite get the reach maybe that you'd want out of a slightly longer barrel because a lot of these like the Mossberg Patriot and some of the other Ruger Ranch model, Ruger American models come with, uh, you know, between like a 20 to 22, 24 inch barrel. So you lose, I think, a little bit of that, that range that you might be expecting or some of that accuracy. But within 250 rounds, 275, I mean, you're pretty much going to take just about anything you need to with it uh, in terms of like North America. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm going to shoot a moose with it, but I think you could easily do deer, elk, antelope. You think an elk, really? We do out here in Nebraska. Yeah. Out in the western part of the state, we do have a we have a tag we have a lottery system you go into to draw for it. Um, there's not. I'm lot. just saying, do you think a seven six two by thirty nine is adequate for an elk? Uh, within you can. I mean, I don't know if you're going to get it within three hundred yards, but I, I don't know. I don't know. That's I guess that's going to be kind of pushing. I would say maybe you'd want to go out six or like a seven millimeter Remington Magnum. Uh, it's hard telling because I mean it. You know, there's guys that take elk with a 6.5 Creedmoor, and I mean, you know, it's not exactly a huge round. That there's you're definitely shooting. possible, I guess. It's just in general, yeah. like, a little bit low, but... Well, we've got, hey, we've got some really large deer out here. I mean, <laughs> you know, we're talking deer, you know, close to, what, probably 200 pounds, I suppose, if not more, if you're going for some of the bucks. And you could drop one with 762 by 39 for using an adequate hunting round. Yeah. Steadily saying thirty thirty can take an elk. Again, I'm not saying it. Obviously, yeah. in ideal circumstances, a twenty two could probably. But we're talking just general hunting. I think no. I'd be more aggressive for 
just you know what if you have to shoot through a piece of leaves or something yeah a lot of the elk hunting when i watch them hunting elk on tv you know they're up in the mountains and they're doing these long distance shots and they're they're carrying a fairly you know powerful caliber with them and you know but yeah i'd say for most of your most of your medium game you're going to be okay with it i i just think it's a cool i i like it i wish it was a little bit cheaper i wish it was maybe more in the 350 dollar range but it because I compared to the the Mossberg Patriot that I just bought, I mean they both got polymer stocks, they both have adjustable triggers, they both got. I don't I don't think the Patriot's got a cold hammer forged barrel, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of difference between the two. But you're paying you know kind of a fifty to seventy five dollar premium with that ranch rifle versus the the Mossberg Patriot, and so it's like I kind of wish the Patriot was a little bit cheaper. I'm sorry, the ranch was a little bit cheaper, so more people could get into it. So the seven six the seven six two by thirty nine you got it's an American or it's a ranch? It's the Ruger American Ranch is what it's it's a Ruger American series ranch edition, I guess is what you could call it. That's got so the, the ranch that makes it the shorter barrel. Not I was, yeah. gonna, I, was I misunderstood that. It's not the seven six two that has that makes the shorter no. barrel the ranch model. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, having the having the threaded barrel if you want to use it say as a varmint gun or you you know, if you want to put a can on there for now Kyle, you Kyle the six two by thirty nine and plain old American, so it's got the longer barrel. Also, you just don't. Uh I don't know if they make one. Actually, I, I, I that's a good question. Like, oh, you know, okay. I've, I've never looked. <laughs> well, it makes sense. Now, so so I answer a couple of questions I had then. So the magazine, it's detachable, and it can be whatever capacity you can buy, but it's uh, a mini thirty, not an AK mag. Yes, that's one bad thing about it. Um, I know that mag. It'd be nice if it was the AK mag, but it makes a lot of sense that they're not going to use that crazy AK lug to insert it. And they already made a mini thirty. So are there there have to be aftermarket mini thirty manufacturers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's. I, you mean like you mean other companies that make magazines other than Ruger Maybe or what? Or Tapco or somebody. Yeah, somebody besides Ruger makes. Magazines. I've looked at a couple different companies, but I I don't I don't know if they're as reliable. I know some people complain about having follower issues and stuff like that. Um, I just, bolt action, right? what's that? The bolt action still right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the box, <laughs> the construction, of the box mag itself has been a little bit inferior to what Ruger actually produces. From some of the other companies that are out I mean, there, I want it to be rugged, but reliability is nil. When it's a bolt action, it's going to work. I mean, yeah, but you want to make sure that second shot's going to feed properly too, and not bunch up, or it's not going to nosedive. Into well, the itself. You, yeah. you want to make sure the thing works. I'm just saying, most yeah. of the reliability stuff seems to be from just use and semi-auto requiring the bullets in succession quickly. Where yeah. bolt, unless it's really messed up, it's going to get that next round up there. Well, and I mean, for, for hunting purposes, I have to use a five-round mag anyway, because I think it's five plus one is my max for deer hunting. That's and I, need, I shouldn't need more than two shots. If I do, I don't need to be out there shooting. <laughs> uh, I know that Magpul makes some aftermarket stocks for those Ruger American rifles. And oh, really? They make one for the ranch model. They're very expensive, but I believe they also convert that rifle over to PMAGs. So I, I got to do some research into that and see if they actually make it for the 762 by 39 I know they make it for the 308. And if you do that, it then converts it to the common, I don't know if it's the SR series 308 magazines through Magpul. You can use those in the, the stock once you convert it over. But we're talking about a stock that's like $300. I mean, it's ridiculous what they ask for. It. And but what's, that's Magpul. what's What's that? What does the ranch model cost? 400 So you're spending almost as much on the stock, like three quarters of the price of the, on the stock that you did for the gun itself, you know. Yeah. So that's that's the only real bad thing about it if you want to go other and then the magazines are really I mean sure you can do a Google search but you don't always readily find the mini thirty mags in seven sixty two by thirty nine everywhere 
like my Cabela's doesn't actually carry them. Um, I've seen them at one gun store, the different gun stores I've gone to so far. So they're just not out there a lot. Do they still offer new mini thirties? Is that still being made? I believe so. I think you can still buy them in, in, uh, I think they also make one in 300 blackout if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Well, if they're on the gallery guns website right now, so I was going to look that up on that bolt action for you and let you know, but yeah. If they're still making a mini 30, then I guess somebody's still making mags and there's enough. Oh yeah. 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 It's just, that's just one of my favorite rifles right now. It's always been reliable. It's always run well. I just like the cheap factor of it because I can go out, get, get a couple boxes of Tula, you know, get, get 80 rounds of Tula for 20 bucks and just go out there and have fun with it. Kind of plink around a little bit and just play with it. Um, it's been a good rifle so far. Deadly saying it sounds like about half the price of the CZ. I think he's talking about the rifle. Ah, uh, the five twenty sevens are are in the six hundred dollar range, six fifty. I know. I know you can always look around and find a better price, but the magazines on them too, man. They get you on the price of the mags. I think the mags are fifty or sixty dollars a piece. So you're dropping. Okay. I mean, when it was all said and done, it was going to cost me like seven fifty or eight hundred to get a CZ five twenty seven. Now, is it also they're not everywhere, like? From what I remember, you, when I was, I wasn't even really looking. It's just that after I got my Ruger, I looked around, and you couldn't just go buy the CZ seven sixty nine bolt action. It was like I don't know, they made a few each year. For some reason, they were limited. You could only get them in batches or something. Yeah, Gallery Davidson's Gallery guns. Whenever that, they've had them in several times, but like I said, you're looking at maybe six hundred fifty bucks. But I can tell you here in just a sec what those are going for too. But uh yeah no it's just been a really it's been a really good rifle i mean i it, it's no i mean it's no better no worse than a lot of the other than say the 308 model or you want to go with you know the 270 or whatever i mean there's well you're, yeah, more, more options. you're mostly i guess got it for hunting but from as many views or reviews as i've seen you post i'm guessing you go out and shoot it if, if just to figure out what ammo and what whatever and get good you wanted you know you shot it a lot i think though yeah. that what's nice about that one is Number one, like you say, the ammo's cheap, and a lot of us have that ammo already. So it's even cheaper when you have it. Yeah, that's part of it. If you're an AK guy, you already got the ammo. That's half the battle right there. Yeah. yeah. And plus, you're pulling it out of your stocks of thousands instead of your stocks of 50s, right? To go yeah. shoot. And it's bolts. So you can have a lot of fun shooting that thing at distance. And what I'm saying is, when you've got cheap ammo and you can, and it's plentiful cheap ammo, and then you've got a cool gun to shoot it out of. Uh, you're going to end up your tendency is to go shoot for a while, and that's why I like the the thirty or the uh, seven six two by thirty nine over the three hundred eight, like you were saying, because you're not going to feel that after a day of shooting seven six two by thirty nine. That's like nothing. That's like shooting thirty eights all day or something. Yeah, it, so, um, and also I you know I test a lot of scopes on the channel too, and that gets expensive after a while. So putting it on that rifle allows me to test it with something with a little more kick than say a two twenty three Remington. Uh, you know, not as and it it gives me a chance to really put a lot of rounds through and really test it. Uh, when I would do my scope tests, I'd run an average of a hundred rounds through just to see if this if the gun would hold zero. And yeah. you know, that, that range test only cost me 25 bucks worth of ammo, which was not bad, you know, for a full day of shooting compared to 308 for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or man, some of these six, five, I did a couple six, five Creedmoor tests. I've dropped, I can't even tell you probably almost $200 worth of ammo in, in three videos. Because 6.5 Creedmoor, when you get into, well, it's just like anything. When you get into the precision ammo, it gets very expensive. We're talking $35, $40 a box. And as much as I love shooting that stuff, it, it does hit the pocketbook. <laughs> so it's like, oh, man, God, that was fun to shoot. But wow, okay, the $60, $70 later, it's like, damn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to answer your question, you can still get the Mini 30 and 762 by 39 but they're very expensive. Uh, Mini 30 and 762 will cost you around... Oh, eight hundred dollars! Whoa, 
1,069 is the MSRP on a Woodstock Mini 30. And I think that's the entry level price. I mean, okay, locally, I can pick one up for 811 before taxes. That's a lot. And it's to me that's unless unless you live in a state where that's all you can get for seven sixty two by thirty nine. If you couldn't get a SKS or you could have an AK, I guess some guys would go that route if that gun would be California approved or whatever for whatever reason you'd have to get it. Uh, yeah, you're gonna drop you're gonna drop a pretty penny on it. Uh, so before we keep digging in, Gary said in here too. Would you get one of these uh, American ranches in thirty nine? Well, I wouldn't mind having it. I'm not sure what I'd shoot with it, though. I'm not a hunter, but yeah. And I don't have an outdoor range nearby. I'd buy a lot of things if I had an outdoor range close to me where I could play with it. I just like hate buying too many long guns and not having any place to shoot them. You don't got farms or something or public lands to go shoot at. The most of the public lands around here are Corps of Engineers property and. They don't allow that, so. Yeah. That well, state, park, state park doesn't allow it either, so. There's, like, a drove of places through Utah. You see, like, when, like, nothing fancy or something, people in Utah will do their videos. They've got these big stretches of flat land. Wyoming's like that. I imagine there's lots of places like that where you've got public land where it's just flat and real easy to just drop a steel and then drive down a ways away from it, right, and then just shoot at that steel. And that's where I could see a Bolt 762 by 30 Well, I have one, and it is super fun. Like Travis saying, you can take it out and shoot all afternoon and, what, $7 a box or something, depending on what you paid for yours. I think I, for a box of 40 Tula, I think I pay eight ninety eight, eight ninety seven at Walmart for 40 rounds. And with Bolt, you know, it's not like bang, 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 and you're gone. So that's, I guess, for the yeah. advantage. In addition to hunting. I don't know about hunting, but for hunting, it is uh, – I don't know. I guess if you already had the gun, it's an alternative. I really probably wouldn't pull it off. I wouldn't consider pulling a 762 by 39 bolt off the shelf instead of like a 308 bolt, but I don't have a 308 bolt, so. Yeah, yeah. If you only were going to buy one, I think it's definitely an interesting idea for a uh, all-around gun for just having fun recreationally. It's small enough, re low, re low enough recoil to be able to give to a new shooter or a young shooter or small size person and again it's not going to be abusive recoil or anything and they'll still feel satisfied like they're shooting a rifle now the uh, the one advantage to the cz 527 okay i'm seeing it right now in classic firearms for 611 is what it's selling for the CZ? Uh, yeah the cz with the nice walnut stock now that's without shipping you're probably looking at 20 bucks for shipping so about 630 uh it does have iron sights on it which is the one thing that i wish the ranch rifle did have it's like how could you make a ranch rifle and not put iron sights on it? Because, I mean, wow. to me, ranch and iron sights should go together. <laughs> sort of the definition. Yeah, that's really odd. Yeah. That they Unless they, right. they figure that you're going to – I mean, they have slots for it. There's there's dovetails for it or something? Uh, No, no, not at all. No, you okay, they assume that you're just going to – everybody's going to have their own preference, but you'd still think they'd put a cheap set on there. But, yeah, there's not even dovetails for it then? You have to go no. have to put it on? You have to have them installed or just simply run an optic on the rail, and that's it, you know? Oh, that's a that's a frustrating thing. I guess it's to keep costs down. Maybe they did some sort of survey and people weren't going to care enough, so they decided to keep the cost down. I guess they don't see a lot of people really using it for traditional ranch use. Maybe more of a more of a hunting rifle, I suppose, unless of say like something you put on a horseback or on an ATV. So, 
deadly saying it's a deal breaker. I'm going to hesitate at calling it a deal breaker. I don't think my Ruger has iron sights either. But, yeah, uh, yeah there certainly is annoying. I guess if you're planning on 100 yards or less, you could just put a nice quality dot sight up on the top of it. You know, something that can handle shock and weather and stuff like that, heat and extreme temperatures. But, uh, but like I said, me, it's just mainly a testing platform for scopes, and it's inexpensive for me to take out to the range. And if I want to dial it in, I can get some more precision ammo for it if I want to. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's just been a good little rifle. So now let's talk about the ammo. Um, when yeah. I got my Ruger. I don't know what it is, an M77, I think, or something they call it. And it's yeah. one. And, uh, you know, it's cool. I like it. Let's, and then, well, I wouldn't have just gone out and bought a bolt action Ruger rifle, period. Like, that's for sure. I bought it because it's in 762 by 39. But once I owned it, and I acquired it just because it's a cool, I hadn't seen another bolt action 762 by 39, and I wanted something that I could shoot it out there and shoot the ammo out of, right? But once I got it, I had a lot of fun just uh, taking. I mean, I have a lot of variety of 762 by 39 ammo, so I was having a lot of fun at taking some of the stuff I had extras of out to see the difference in, um, you know, group or whatever performance. Uh, have you done much of that? Yeah, I did a test where I tested uh, Winchester White Box, just their range ammo, and then also Winchester White Box uh, soft soft point or whatever, and then I also did the Tula, and that's all I've really been able to find out here. Uh, and then, and then I haven't actually ever done like a range test with it, but I've had really good luck and good accuracy with the uh, Hornady with the SST bullet in it. It's got the little red polymer tip on it, mm -hmm. and that's relatively inexpensive. If you want a, a more precision grade round uh, with a nice high quality powder steel case, you know, like I said, that's twenty twenty three rounds or fifty rounds for around twenty three dollars, and I consider that you know an adequate hunting round. Whereas I paid $20, I think, for each box of the Winchester White Box that I tested. And those were only 20-round boxes. Uh, so American-made brass 762 by 39 ammo, other than the Hornady that I buy, is is expensive. Now, I have ne never really dabbled much in any kind of the older surplus ammo or any of the corrosive ammo or anything like that. Mainly because it's just kind of gone up in price a little bit. It's been kind of hard for me to acquire. But I've been, I've been kind of maybe thinking about trying some of the like brown bear and gold bear or whatnot, some of those different types. Yes, frustrating. Um, you, you don't get probably a ton of gun shows up there, which is really a good source for like a box or two of this weird 17. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's closet or this came out of some drawer somewhere or whatever, and you've got these like random boxes. So that's where I get most of my like, and that'd be neat though, but then it's one of the reasons I acquire two boxes whenever I can, one to keep in the collection and then one to shoot through that Ruger. You know, well, gun gun show wise, we've, you know, there is actually, we've got a posted website that tells you about gun shows across Nebraska, but there's not a lot. I would say you've probably got maybe, maybe 12 really good gun shows throughout the state over the course of like the winter season. They tend to do them winter into spring, but I've been to most of them and it's a lot of the same stuff every year. It's a lot of the same guns that guys show up with. Uh, not a lot of just, you know, nothing real huge where you're going to find like a table of surplus ammo or, and when you do find this stuff, it's like, wow, I can buy this stuff new online for the same price you know or cheaper so it's hard to want to justify spending more on maybe a couple boxes of some beat up shells that you don't really know the condition of it uh and there's really no point because it's not like you can get a consistent supply so it's just really yeah. just yeah. hey let me buy that to see how it shoots because i'm never going to have it again <laughs> yeah yeah right? you know, some, some brown bear or silver bear or whatever i'm probably just more likely to order it online because i want to order it in bulk and really test it out and stuff instead of just finding a random box here or there 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what I used to do is buy it by the metal tin. So you're getting whatever, 740 rounds at a time. Yeah. And that's, and that's my problem is when I started getting into guns, it was later. I mean, it's, I've only been, you know, I've only had a presence on, on YouTube gun wise for four years and five years ago, six years ago, I wasn't making videos. I wasn't into looking for spam cans and Mosin ammo and things like that. When I finally started getting into it, those things started disappearing quick. You know, I, I've had a couple opportunities to buy some spam cans. Was it 440 rounds for 110? Uh, you know, for 100 bucks or whatnot. I remember seeing them for 50, 60, 70 before I was really getting into guns, like in the Sportsman's Guide catalog and stuff like that. So I'm kind of kicking myself for not getting into this stuff sooner because I really missed out on a lot of good deals. I can remember going up to driving all the way up to Phoenix and getting all mad because spam cans 762 by 39 reached like 90 bucks or something. And we get, all oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to buy because it's from Spencer. Yeah, now it's now they want more for it than new production ammo, <laughs> and I and I'm not going to doubt that that's a superior round. Of spam. I mean that ammo that was in those, you know, what you're getting is it's well, really it's not so much ammo. that the ammo's better, but you're paying yeah. for the fact that you can put that ammo in a place and it's going to stay there hermetically sealed for a long, long time, which is you know, true. Part of the value true. of it. Yeah, and just to have the the can itself and just kind of the the. Kind of the heritage behind it, the lineage to it, or whatnot. You know, there's yeah, a lot of options You're there. Like old stuff, yeah. But I mean, I was, I was thinking more like just the commercial stuff. They still make stuff. Well, they had still been making stuff in cans just because they can kick them out of the machine, just like they did yeah. for military. So, so they write commercial ammo on it. It's full of commercial ammo. Yeah, I've seen Tula. I think Tula still does stuff like that. So, yeah, no, I've been pretty happy with it so far. Just kind of playing around with it. And since, I mean, I've got an AMD 63, so I had plenty of. AK ammo sitting around. So I thought, well, let's just get that. I don't have to buy any different kind of caliber for it. And I kind of got into a situation, which is why I have so many nines in my collection. Uh, and I know that's kind of sacrilege here, but it was for me, it was caliber consolidation. It was just cheaper just to buy one kind of ammo instead of trying to stock up on multiple calibers. Uh, for me, it was just cheaper to just, that's one of the main reasons why we went into nine here at the house is because everything's nine millimeter. It's just less expensive overall. If we wanted to practice a lot or we wanted to really stockpile, it was just easier for me versus having, because at one point I had a 40, a 45, a 9, a uh, 357 mag, and most of those are gone, and pretty much all the handguns in the house are 9 millimeter. You're reading the chat, and it somehow got to 9 millimeter. I've got to pay more attention. No, that's fine. Yeah, no, I'm just talking about, like, <laughs> yeah, I got that Ruger Ranch because I had so much AK-47 ammo sitting around. It's like, hey, I can get a rifle and not have to get into another type of ammo. Um <laughs> I will say this, though, getting into 6.5 Creedmoor and shooting that a lot is getting me into reloading. So that's kind of what my shift is going to change. I'm going to get a bit away from buying guns, and I'm going to get into reloading and some higher-quality optics. That's kind of what I'm shifting my, my focus on for this year. And I'm finally going to break down and get the reloading set. I've got quite a few reloading items right now, but I, I need to press. I need to scale. Um, I've got the books. I've been reading like crazy on it. Uh, there's a lot of little things I need to pick up, but... Hopefully going to be reloading 6.5 Creed more by springtime. That's kind of my goal right now. Where are you at with reloading, Gary? I haven't really heard you jump into the reloading discussions too much. Well, I haven't gotten into it yet. You think you will? Oh, I'm sure these guys will talk me into it sooner or later. I am I may be old, but I'm going to hang around here a while, so I'm sure they're going to talk me into all kinds of things for too long. <laughs> You get suckered in the way Dano did. Like, well, I'll just make a few rounds with his hand loader while I'm listening to the chats. Well, everybody who does it loves it. So I imagine once I get started, I won't be able to stop. 
I guess for me, part of it is once I'm all set up, I can basically load a precision round for about 30% of the cost versus buying it in the store. Now, granted, you know, you're going to say, well, you got all these expenses, but if you just want to look at price per round when it's all said and done, when I'm making my own, I can make a box of 20 precision rounds for about $8.50 versus spending 30 If I buy the bullets in bulk, I've already got the brass. If I buy the primers, if I get the powder. So eight, eight from 30 so yeah, 20, 20, let's say 20 bucks to make it fair so nobody complains. So at 20 bucks a box, $20 bills, how much did you invest in that reloader? That's the real equation, right? How many boxes of ammo? Yeah. Does it take to pay it back? Now, what's the whole reloading setup cost? Way less than two grand, right? Oh, me, I'm I'm looking at just going with, you know, I can get a nice RCBS setup and then, you know, I got to get the, you know, sure, I got to get the, the tumbler and I got to get the, you know, the, the dies and stuff. But I'm thinking long term, if I'm going to do this for the next 30 or 40 years, I'm going to be left on this planet. It'll just, it'll either be the break even on it or I'll just, I mean, to me, I'll, I'll just start saving money immediately. And I'll be able to just shoot what I shoot at the range and come home and reload it, not have to go to the store. I'm probably more likely to buy stuff I don't need anyway or have to make the 80-mile round trip to Cabela's. So to me, it's, it's I just think reloading, it's it's just, it's it's going to save me money in the long run, you know? Well, but I'm saying, I don't think uh, reloading press and all that, I mean, I guess even if you buy it brand new, what's the total cost? It's oh, You can get, you can get, I mean, if you want to get a, a Lee, they've got the 50th anniversary Lee Challenger too. It's $125. It comes with the press, the scale, uh, the funnel, some of the little tools that you need. You know, granted, you don't get dyes, you don't get your powder, you don't have your brass and stuff like that. But so for twenty hundred and twenty-five, you said? Yeah, yeah, I think it's one twenty-five. Challenger two hundred probably dollars would get you a table and like literally everything you would need. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now you're talking twenty-five boxes of ammo, and you're in the profit. You're in. You're making money. Yeah, and as much as I'm shooting, I mean, I'm going through this stuff like crazy. I mean, it's. You know, I'm dropping $20, 20 rounds. Because you know you can actually shoot and not be killing yourself with the bank. Yeah. And yeah, 25 boxes of ammo is easily a year. Like, probably half a year for some people or less. Well, and then, you know, unfortunately, my videos, that's why I limit myself to the number of shots that I take. Because, you know, I just didn't want to go buy that other $25 box of ammo or that other 30 bucks of ammo I did. Because, you know, you got to dial the gun in initially before you, for me, before I start filming, I want to make sure it's zeroed. Sometimes it takes a few rounds, especially if it's got a fresh optic on it and you haven't actually zeroed it yet. Uh, then after that, you want to make sure it's going to stay zeroed, and then you take a few more shots, and then you film. And then at my range, I mean, it goes out to – you can go out to twelve to, 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 to 2,000 yards with the tower if you want to use the shooting tower. But for me, realistically, you know, it's I'm usually going – I can go out to five or 600 yards. But on average, I only go one to two to 300 yards. But, I mean, I've got that potential. So you go through a lot more ammo because it's like, I'm going to try to hit that silhouette at 400 or 500 or whatever, you know, depending on what I'm shooting after the video. Um, so, yeah, I, I do tend to go through a lot of ammo in my shoots, believe it or not. I mean, I'm even picking up my brass for my 9 millimeter. You know, anytime I do a 40 test or a 45 or 45 long, uh, or just, sorry, just 45 cold. Um, I've got a pretty good selection of brass now too. So, I mean, I'm, I'm in a position where I just want to get the press and get the powder and just get into it. You know, I like the way, uh, Ohio's thinking on the YouTube side, he said, uh, about us getting a scope. So if you look at it the other way, 25 boxes of ammo and you're in the green, and that means 25 more boxes of ammo, you save 500 bucks and now you can buy some nice optic. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's just depending on how much you can get to the range and what kind of range access you have or what kind of land access you have. Everybody has different shooting needs, but I guess to me it's just even more convenient of just being able to come home and reload it and take it back out to the range and basically shoot a consistent round all the way around. And Yeah. So again, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be kind of my focus now for springtime is to get 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 the reloading going. And I will be doing when I get this all set up and I start doing it, I'm gonna do it as a live stream over on GunTube because I'll have a few I'll have like Foos join me and a few other people join me and kind of walk me through the process of of loading those first rounds once I have everything set up. You're saying getting coached on reloading? That seems yeah, I think so. I want I want the pros to kind of walk me. I mean, I've been reading on it and stuff, but when we're dealing with something that can kill me. I really would like to have some backup that I'm doing the right thing and <laughs> make sure I don't miss any steps or screw up. So that's kind of, well, yeah. I'm yeah. Imagine that the gun community supporting somebody getting into something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Cause yeah, those guys have walked plenty, a couple of three people now through walking, you know, setting up their whole setup and then yeah. doing it all live and super neat because everybody can share everybody's knowledge and skill sets and everything. So yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. Ross who set up an elaborate reloading uh, dead horse, of course. Now, David, uh, it's got a lot of experience in buying stuff and sourcing everything cheap. So he's a good resource for you. And then uh, uh, the guys in Ohio and Michigan have been reloading a bunch too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you got Foos who's starting a business off of it now too. So, you know, that he's definitely something to go to for some advice. So, yeah. Especially for your nine millimeters. Yes. Yeah, so you're not going to watch it on YouTube. You're going to have to go watch it elsewhere, like on gun channels and gun tube. <laughs> yeah, right on. Oh, yeah. All right, so it's Wednesday. We're going to switch topics over to the entertainment side. I just was uh, got the bug to go through my history on my uh, browser and dig through some of the movies I'd been watching. So then I did little quick movie reviews and posted them on the YouTubes. And uh thought we'd go through. Oh, I can't, can I? No, I can't even go through them, can I? How am I going to go through them? I know how to go. Um, Figure we go through some of them and see if anybody had seen any of these movies. And then also, since it's not really Monday, I'm going to throw the idea out there that it's an easy thing to do. It took me a couple hours, but you don't have to spend hours doing it. But I ended up putting two movie reviews up each week from now to the end of March. That was 25 movie reviews. Um, and it took like a couple hours to do 25 of them. So you could do in a half an hour, you could do five or six easily and have a movie review going out every week. And uh, I just picked a bunch of movies that were in my list or whatever. <clears throat> so let's see. Um, this one that I've been watching is from 2018 called Replicas. Anybody seen this one? Oh, man, that's a new one. Oh, what's... I'll have to look it up real quick and make sure yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but no, I don't believe so. It is um, Canoe Reeves and Chick. It's a creepy one. It's really creepy. Um, I got Extinction. Oh. Anybody seen Extinction yet? I don't know if it's new or not. Oh. That's the one where the guy's having dreams about the, like a weird kind of dream, and then it's a sci-fi movie, and it all comes kind of clear. It's a, got a twist to it. So I see, what is that the one that says Michael Pena's in that one? He's been, yeah. he was in some of the... Was it a comedy. Yeah, he was an Ant Man. He's usually yeah, like a comedy, yeah. kind of like the one trick pony, but it's done. He, you know, he kind of expands this thing a bit. It's definitely an interesting one. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Have you seen Extinction? Or, no, I was going to say, other than uh, watching like 
the you know superhero movies in the theater and stuff like that kind of keep to keep up with the guns and geeks chat mainly just been watching series on netflix and and uh hulu and stuff like that like altered carbon and uh, uh what is it mr robot and stuff like that i've been kind of watching a bunch of different series i've been but, doing yeah, movie watching out of it. series lately um columbiana has anybody seen this one i think it's a year old uh, let's see, is that got the it's got the girl that's in that? Yeah, is the girl from Star Trek series or something? Um, the girl from Star Trek and from that space movie with the guy from Rex Parks and Rec. Here we go. The green girl from damn it, that comic book movie you guys like. The green girl, who's the daughter of the guy with yeah, all the Thanos's daughter in in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So in this one, she's like a girl who gets her family killed. And then she yeah. becomes an assassin. Yes. And I found this one by doing a mat. I uh, was digging around and I figured out some movie I liked. And I looked at the director and I'm like, snap, this guy's directed every cool movie. Like Taken and all these cool movies. And it's from that guy. So uh, Paris with Love and Taken. So it's got that kind of feel to it. Okay. Definitely a good one. Um, let's see, Assassination Nation. I don't know if that's new or not. It's about a bunch of girls in a town. Patriot is saying Columbiana is an old one. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, this uh, Assassination Nation is sort of like... Um, like the Purge or something? Or is that I mean, kind of what's... Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's a, But anyway, it's these girls that are uh, um, kind of stuff happens to them and then all of a sudden the whole town is out to get them and it just it, it's, it kind of sounded like a good idea, but it just wasn't pulled off really well. I didn't like it. Okay. Uh, this one called Death in the Desert from 2015 about the son of the guy from Binion's in Vegas. So, like, the guy who started Las Vegas, his son. It's this, like, m weird kind of mopey movie about his life. Not worth watching. I would not recommend okay. it. <laughs> Pass on that one. What about... Uh... Oh, I got to think here for a second. I'll so that's one called American Renegades, and then on where I seen it, it just called it was just called Renegades, and it is horrible. So I'm, <laughs> I put some of these movie reviews out because there are a couple <laughs> movies I've seen that were great, and I wanted to let people know, like Columbiana, I think is a great one. It's worth watching if you didn't, for whatever reason, you didn't see it. Um, but this American Renegades, it has one of these covers that makes it look like oh this is gonna be a neat action movie or whatever and if you read it it's about navy seals or something and uh it is garbage it is just garbage it's like <laughs> the acting is poor and the the concept is that these navy seals smell some gold and become rogue as if navy seals can be bought off by some gold and then they're not even seals like they're in the middle of like like northern europe and they're swimming in a lake and it, they're wearing like army stuff the whole time. It's like just so wrong in so many levels. Horrible <laughs> movie called American Renegades, or just Renegades. So, are you gonna watch um, Triple Frontier when that's on YouTube? That was the one we talked about before. That's the army veterans that come back and they decide to kind of form a squad and go. Oh, they're gonna go rob. Uh, I think like a Mexican cartel dealer or something like that, or no, Colombian <laughs> cartel lord, drug lord or something. We talk about that on Monday. I don't remember that one. Yeah, we had it. I don't know if we talked about it. On Monday. I think it came up on Monday's. Oh, Monday's a, watch this There's a, a lot of famous actors are going to be in that one. Yeah, Triple Frontier is the name of it. It's a Netflix movie. Ben oh, Affleck's yeah. in it, and some of these other dudes are going to be in it. Yeah, that looks like it'll be next year sometime. Yeah, I'll definitely watch that one. Coming up here in a couple months. Yeah. 
uh, oh, the equalizer. So the, I told about these equalizer movies. Those were awesome. Yeah, yeah, Denzel. Yeah, you seen these? The first one, yeah, but I've not seen. I think there's a sequel that's out now. Yeah, we just watched the second one last Friday. We kind of. Uh. I'm not saying that we went off before we went live. We watched a movie off here. Just <laughs> to see Equalizer two. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see. First Man, which is about uh, Armstrong and going to the moon and stuff. They may seen this one. I'd like to. It's pretty good. You know, the right stuff is the one I fall back to, and I don't yeah. know if this one like had more insight. It's supposedly based off of his actual autobiography, um, so I wouldn't go around saying it's my favorite space movie or anything. But it was certainly amazing. Like, there's a part where they go into the um, one of the when it, he was only the first guy to go into space too. So when they get into was it Mercury? I forget the first one that they got into. You know, just the scenes of him and the other guy getting into the capsule and stuff, just amazing. So it just, I mean, what they can do with CGI and scene scenery, I guess, or costumes and stuff, it's just, it's it's worth watching for all that. Because it, as good as, what was the good stuff was, was this one is even. Oh, the right stuff? Yeah. Right stuff, yeah. This was even better with its, like, visuals and stuff. It was, it was, it was kind of boring, you know, it wasn't really... And, ben, and we all know the story, I guess. it's That's that's got that working against it. We all know what's going to happen and that kind of thing. I know what's going to ask you about you. Have you seen, I haven't seen the second Sicario movie yet, the Day of the Soul Out. Yes, very, is very. Is that definitely we're checking out? I like the first yes. one. If you yeah. like the first one, for sure. Yes. Yeah, yes. I think just as a standalone, I think those movies are really good. Um, act, Well acted, they're like neat. The Whoever, the, the company now that's been... Uh, the octopus company that goes around consulting. I think they probably worked on it. You can really tell the companies that are getting good consultants in now so that they, their gun handling and stuff is, you know, not distracting at least. Uh, definitely one of those kind of movies. Now going back in the day, did you like traffic when that came out? That came out in 2000. Mm, yes. Michael and Douglas, I, Benicio del Toro. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's one that I, I, I can, I can say I was a big fan of it, you know, but I liked it. Yeah. 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 I uh, just saw this one recently, and it's awesome. Uh, Jumanji, the new Jumanji, which I did not think I was going to like. You know, the board game movie from back in yeah, the day? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw the first one. I didn't see the remake or the new one or remake of it or whatever it was, but yeah. I must have seen the first one, but I just never liked it. You know, I wasn't into it. But the second one now, I think this is the second one. And I have no idea if it's supposed to be a remake of the first one or not. I don't think so. Um, because they go in the video game, of course, not a regular game. And then... In the first one, weren't the kids still the kids? And they were just in the game? Like in this one, the the kids in real life turn into The Rock and some hot chick and like that one guy, Jack Black. So like they turn into characters in the game and then that also means that they're different actors in the role. So it's Jumanji, but it's not a bunch of kids running around. It's a bunch of them running around, but they're the mentality and they're acting like a bunch of kids. So it's kind of... It's it's pretty funny, and uh, definitely well done. Like the whatever production level is insane, so mm. looks really good. Uh, and there's a couple of times where I wasn't really paying attention, and I was you know I'd look over, listen to it, and I'd, I'd laugh. It was pretty funny. So it's definitely not just a kids movie. Uh, next one is Mortal Engines. <laughs> I did not like this one. I shut it down. I tried watching it because everybody says it's so good, or some people said it was good. I. I kept trying and I kept trying and I just turned it off after a while. It was so bad. 
you know, we, we, we had been waiting for that one for like months and months and months. And the, you saw a few commercials for it. It looked pretty cool. I think everybody was really excited when it came out. But then it came out and it's just like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Not what you expected. It was definitely like an excuse to make like really big props or scenery or something. Like it, it obviously it looked great, the, mm -hmm. but it was just so ridiculous. Like us, the running around, and then I'm like, I'm going to give it a chance. You know, like Matt was saying, it's fantasy or whatever. But they're like running up like a skyscraper, and then it's supposed to be on tracks, right? Yeah, <laughs> unrealistic. I guess um, gravity shoes or magnetic shoes or something. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, the, the whole part about, like, nothing shifts around or whatever was kind of, they, they tried to play that off right at the beginning, I think. Like, oh, things don't move around. We can just have stuff set on a table. Yeah. Um, you guys seen this one called Mother with an exclamation point at the end? It's weird. It's a dancing song, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is Man, I have not seen that one, no, no. The chick from some movie, some hot chick, and <laughs> it's an art movie for sure. I think it's, I don't think it's brand new. Let me go look if I can find the name or the date on it. Um, no, it's from 2017, so it's last year. They call it a drama mystery, but it's not. It's more like Jacob's Ladder. It's oh yeah. Once you're watching it, you're like, oh, I'm what? This is all a giant metaphor for something. I'm not sure if I know what the metaphor was, but it was certainly interesting to watch. Stephen is saying it's good. Um, I'm not going to say it isn't good. I mean, it's certainly well made. Like I say, I think it, I wasn't paying enough attention to get what it was about but it was neat it was definitely worth watching um unless you really just hate art movies or whatever but it was certainly an art movie that and you don't see a lot of it though. huh i recognize all in ed harris javier bardem jennifer lawrence i mean there's a lot of yeah and you can tell that in it because they wanted to be a part of it you know it's the kind of movie yeah. you don't have to watch it over well maybe you do watch it a few times but it's the kind of movie you want to be able to save scene when you're at a party or something. It's going to be a great conversation type of movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm checking out the the trailer for it right now. Um, this new it. version of Jungle Book is called something or another. Magawagalali, Legend of the Jungle. Let's see here. Jungle so it's Book. basically just Jungle Book again. And this one, it, I just happened to see it, and I wasn't seeing. You know, I had seen everything else, and I was like, "Well, what is this?" And I didn't. I thought it was going to be a horror movie. Because of the horrible, horrible cover that they use for it, but it's really just a book. And I no. haven't seen a book in a while, but it's uh, it's a pretty good version. Like the yeah. CGI and everything is insane. So the the critters all kind of have a little bit of a human face, but very well done. Obviously, everything nowadays looks great. So uh, I would say it was pretty good because I don't think it was preaching anything at you. You know, so nowadays so many movies are preaching stuff at you. Yeah, it's kind of hard when there's when there's some sort of an extra message that's in it, and it's just can't we just just get the keep the entertainment there and not have to have an anti this feel to or an anti that, you know? Exactly, like oh, you're, I you're, not, a lesson. you're not paying for their political opinion, especially if it's not a political film, you know. What did you say, Gary? I didn't say anything. Oh, um, Midnight is saying that he thought Mother was weird. He hated it till we got it. Then it made sense. And I'd like to have some. Uh, I don't know if I got it. I knew it was trying to tell me something. I might just have to watch this one over break, man. This sounds pretty good. Give so me a good look to check out. <laughs> hopefully, I'll give you some. And then I'm hopefully yeah. also guarding or letting people know against some of these that are just garbage. So I'm about to get into some more that are garbage here. I didn't do them in any order. Uh, predator, the new Predator with the Predator dogs and the big giant Predator. You guys yes. like this new one? 
That okay? Is that yeah? This is the newest one that just came out. Uh huh. And it's got like yes. a, I can't. It, the problem is I just don't know who to trust anymore. Like there was a little normal predator, and they were of course fighting with them. But then another bigger predator comes along and kicks the shit out of the regular sized predator and rips his spine out and stuff. And then, um, you know, I never just look at movies and watch them. So I'm doing stuff, and I was whatever I was doing, I lost track. And then I couldn't figure out if we're supposed to like the big predator or if he's against us. But it was interesting, and uh, I watch it again. I mean, again, the special effects are insane, and they have predator dogs in it. And the one predator dog gets hit in the head, and then he's like, a, "I think he's a good predator dog. At least he hangs out with the people all the time." Now, it's for some reason they decided to make it a comedy, so that part I don't know if I'm down with necessarily. Well, especially you could really keep it as a as kind of a hardcore sci-fi series if you look at the origin of like the the predator there, their kind of their background or what the what the what the fiction is generated from, the kind of the hunting culture that they come from and stuff. I mean, I think that you could really they could have really developed more out of it, but mm -hmm. to take the comedy route, no, no, not so much. And I don't. It's like for me, Predator. I'm okay with Predator. I really like the first one, and I give it credit for being predator like out of nowhere it was predator and then all these new ones haven't bothered me i don't like them all but i don't hate them so they haven't yeah. you know, taken me away from the series or anything but i'm also it's not like terminator where i get frustrated when they just start whipping around the storylines with terminator and i'd rather terminator all be one i don't really care with predator because it's they're just played around with it so much that i don't care anymore so for me i liked it i'd, I'd recommend it if you're a super predator fan you might not like it because they definitely make fun of Predator in it and stuff. They're like, why is he called a Predator? He's a hunter. Stuff like that. Um, I already talked about Equalizer. So the next one, I totally missed. If we talked about this on the nerd chat, I missed it. Called The Foreigner with Jackie, old, old man Jackie Chan and old James Bond fight each other in Europe. Has anybody seen The Foreigner? It says it's 2017. So it was last year. Now, we talked about this one before. Is this the one where the daughter gets killed and he goes after the people that did it? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Or Yep, yep exactly. Okay. No, I have not had a chance to see this one yet. You recommend mm -hmm. this one, though? Yes, very good. It's everything you want from an old man, Jackie Chan, and you hardly ever see James Bond being the bad guy, and he's a pretty good bad guy. So yeah, Who's the main bad guy? Is it, is it the Roger Craig character? Is that what his name is? or the, the No, no, no. Uh, uh, Remington Steele, James Bond. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's old, and Jackie Chan is super old now, and there's still Jackie Chan shit in it. But... Ah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, the next one is probably a weird one. I don't think, because I've never seen this except from my quote-unquote theater, and it's called The Insufferable Gru. But I thought this one might be interesting for YouTubers. Okay, that sounds like an anime series, dude. <laughs> there was a guy called The Wandering Gru, or Gru the Wanderer or something. That was a comic, right? So it turns out it's a show, it's a documentary, and I'm not sure if the guy made his own documentary or not, but it's a documentary about a guy who's like an amateur filmmaker, and he's made like literally hundreds of movies. He'll make okay. a movie for a couple of bucks, and then as soon as he's done, he makes a new movie. Yeah. And he's not a YouTuber, you know, like a YouTuber, but he's like back in the day when you'd make movies, move, you know, that kind of guy. And uh, it's just a movie, it's a documentary about him and how he's weird, and it's kind of like an art film, I guess, but the main thing is he gets uh, Jack Black to be in a movie, and it's a documentary about that whole happening, and then, I don't know, it's just kind of interesting, and if you are into, like, exposés on people that are unique and doing weird things, then I think you'll like it. It's Otherwise, you'd hate it. It's just a 
you know, documentary about a, a local filmmaker type of thing. So now, I mean, is it a fictitious documentary? Like Jack Black knows he's just playing the character of himself. Oh, no, this is definitely a, a unique, crazy, like eccentric guy. And then the guy who made um, Napoleon Dynamite or something knows Jack Black. No, the guy who made Nacho Libre and whatever yeah. other knows Jack Black. And he went to film school with this guy. And he's like, this guy is insane. Like, you got to meet this guy. And then Jack Black was like, oh, this guy's crazy weird. I want to be in one of his movies. So it's a real movie. Like the guy made a movie. It's about a elf who falls in love with a human, and they are celibate. And elfin like stuff happens, and he films this thing in Utah, and he keeps getting kicked out of like places because he's just like rogue filming like whole movies, like all volunteers. It's there's no way to describe how odd okay. he is and the <laughs> thing that he's got. But it's like a bunch of people that just like to see this guy do crazy weird shit, and. Yeah, and it's it's a it's an interesting thing. I mean, I I'd never heard of the guy before. That's some crazy stuff, man. It's another one to check out. Okay, so the next one is the Mule with um oh Clint Eastwood, the new yeah. one. I didn't like it. Did anybody see it yet? No, I've just I've seen Kurt's board and stuff. It's going to actually be playing here locally soon. We're local, local theaters usually about three to four weeks behind the regular theaters. So we get stuff that's kind of a little bit later run, but we do get to see newer movies for on the cheap. But uh, I've seen a lot of commercials for it, but I have not seen it yet. So are you saying pass on this one or what? For me, if, I didn't like it. I liked Clint Eastwood too much. He's a bad guy, I guess, in this one, or at least he's yeah. a guy who does a bunch of bad stuff and there's like no consequences. And it's, it just seemed like I'm not sure what the point of it was. And yeah, he's definitely super old. And you can tell he can still act. I think he directed it, right? But... Um, yeah, I just didn't like it, and I would rather see Clint Eastwood doing something awesome instead of just doing this kind of weird thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If, I'm not gonna say don't watch it. If you like Clint Eastwood, you'll probably like it. What was that last one with Got Off My Yawn? Lawn? I mean, there's elements of that Grand in Torino. it. Yeah, Gran Torino. Yeah, but he's more like a dick in this one, and he's. I just, just I don't know what he's trying to prove or what. You know, I would like. To, I just kind of like to think that Clint Eastwood's going to do something like profound and awesome now that he's old and he's done all kinds of stuff and he knows everything. Like, let's see some like ultimate shit come out of him, right? Like epic Clint Eastwood. I don't want to see this. Um. So it's not that it was bad. It's just that I expect so much more out of a Clint Eastwood. This next one I hate. It. Sisters Brothers. Anybody seen this one yet? No. <laughs> Yuck. And I wanted to like it. They're acting like it's a comedy, um, but it's not. It's like a dark comedy, I guess, but it's not funny at all. And it's uh, it's a fake movie that was written from a book, and I looked it up just to make sure it wasn't a real story or anything. Some guy got the Time Life book of the Old West and then wrote a book about Oh, my God. <laughs> Were those the ones that have, like, the leather-bound covers? They did a whole series of them? Is that yeah, the one that had, like, the paintings? Just for snoring, right? Yeah, yeah. Some guy got a copy of that book, wrote oh, a novel about it, got all kinds of praise for the novel, and they made this movie. So it's, these, it's the guy from uh, the race car movie and from Step Brothers. Yeah. But not yeah. Will Ferrell. And then some other guy. So you think, oh, it's going to be a comedy and it's going to be like set in the West. No, it's it's set in the West and they spent all this money and time making like a really neat period piece. And then it's just blah. It's just dumb and I didn't like it. And I don't think it's trying to teach you a lesson or nothing. It's just it was like an art school. It was like a bunch of art school projects put together. It just made no sense and I didn't like it. 
Uh, and I think that a lot of people are going to go think it's going to be a comedy. And it's definitely not a comedy. So your time is better spent watching Bone Tomahawk is what you're telling me then, right? No, not that much. <laughs> Maybe if you're going to stop it three quarters of the way through. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's when I'm going to suggest not, you know, wait for video or something. Next one, Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider. It's not new, the newest Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah newest one that came out. So they have, they don't have Angelina in this one now. Yeah, it's some other lady, and it, I'm, I don't like it. I don't, I, I'm not, I don't like or dislike Tomb Raider, but I don't like this story. The story was just dumb, and she didn't have guns. It was better made than any of the other ones, you know, because it's made now, and the effects are better. I would have rather seen the old Angelina movie where she's beating up a robot with, you know, better effects than this. Cause this wasn't that good. Now, did you get a chance to know it? I think it was actually a box office flop, but the new Robin hood movie that came out. No, I haven't. I don't. Okay. Awesome. Let's every, unless you guys, that's one of the reasons I let's go to the Monday show. I like the Monday show. Cause you guys will watch movies that I don't. And I'll, you know, you guys will say how great a movie is that I wouldn't normally watch. And that'll get me like, Oh, I'm going to go watch it. So you guys haven't talked about it yet. So I don't know. Yeah, that one just came out November 21st, but it the budget, this is terrible, man. The budget was $100 million estimated. Uh, right now, as of December 2018, it's only made $30 million. So it's not, I mean, all I know is uh, you watch the commercials for it. All the guy's doing is like doing barrel rows, shooting arrows while he's like flipping through the air and stuff. It's like, okay. They're kind of trying to do like a, like a, like a, like a high energy, you know, kind of, kind of more mod not really modern take on robin hood but just something that's kind of gets into the cgi realm and really gets into almost kind of feels like assassin's creed or whatever yeah now i wouldn't mind if they got into like robin hood from the like action angle but i'm scared that the robin hood like you know like right now everybody's got to hate rich people and you know they're gonna there's just so much potential for them to make some kind of moralistic story about robin hood now and how bad everybody's yeah. rich and everything I guess I kind of get my feel of, of archery stuff from watching episodes of Arrow, you know. <laughs> that was my list. So that was a bunch of movies, and I figured I'd uh, throw them up there yeah. about every couple of days. I'll, uh, we'll revisit them on the show. Uh, and then I wanted to encourage people to do the same because a lot of us are, you know, able to see whatever movies and, uh, you know, looking back, looking for something to watch. And I find all kinds of stuff from listening to the nerd chats and just, you know, here and there on a chat. So uh, I, I just thought it was a pretty easy way to do um, a video and to get some content up there and to keep conversation going. So uh, consider it. You just get a screen share software, and uh, I just would Google up the movie itself and get a couple of three screenshots or whatever from the movie, something that you know gave a point that I was trying to get across or something, and then just screen shared and showed those three or four pictures and then uh, ended the little video. And it didn't take very long at all to create a bunch of them. So if people are looking for stuff and uh, looking for ways to get some interactivity with their projects out there, think about doing some video reviews. Heck yeah. And, uh, we'll all gain from that, hopefully. Like I said, there's some of them out there that are just, you know, not worth watching. And that can, you, you know, you hear that three or four times. And then when you're making that choice, you don't waste, I don't know, a lot of time. Oh, definitely. Well, I guess we've been chatting for a bit. Um... Let me go look at my 
show notes here and see what all we had in here. So we do have a uh, gun shop today. It uh, is Gat Guns in Illinois. We've talked about this one before, and I'm sure we'll talk about it again. Uh, Dan has been to this one. I've been to this one. Um, Grimm's never watches our show, but he's been there. Uh, other people who lived in Illinois might have been there before. And uh, I visited it um, on the big tour when the transmission dropped out. It was right after we visited this shop. And then this year on the for the Gun Rights Policy Conference, I went back and checked it out. And uh, it's still an awesome shop, very friendly people. This time they had a patch, so I was able to grab a bunch of their patches, and then they sold them to me at a discount. Sort of my goal is to leave money at the shop, but they wouldn't let me. They gave me a discount. So I got a bunch of those, and we hand those out to Patreon supporters. Every month I grab a bunch of random Patreon supporters and gather up some of the loot from the tour. So some of them will be getting get guns patches throughout the year. And uh, overall, it's just a cool shop. It's like hours, an hour or so away from downtown Chicago. So it's a bastion of freedom uh, behind the enemy lines, as a lot of people like to say. And I think you can see, much screen sharing, right? Yeah, you can see from the size of the shop here. It's a huge shop. And as large as it is up, upstairs, it's all range underneath in the first floor. So it's uh, got a range and everything. And again, right outside Chicago. So it's pretty cool. Um, one of the things we try to do on this show is feature a gun shop every day. So uh, if you've got a shop that you'd like to feature, uh, give us an email, dailygunshow at gmail.com. Uh, post it on Instagram or on gun channels or something and send us a link or else just send us a link. And we'll uh, be happy to feature the shops. It's sort of uh, uh, the point of the show. I guess we also have a gun of the day. Looking at my notes here. And it's a picture off of Instagram. So this is my Glock 24. Uh, or my green Glock 24. So I took a Glock 17 green frame and then put a 24 slide on it. So that makes it the extra long, uh, kind of pointless uh, Glock. So they made these. This was 17L was like one of their first guns, and then they figured out in our competitions there's a size requirement. So then they made the 34 and 35 like an inch shorter to fit inside the box, so it would physically fit within the parameters of the competitions that people shoot. So you know, they made this gun to be a long slide version of their pistol, and it just doesn't get made very often, so it's kind of a rare bird. And the 24 is the 40 uh, Smith & Wesson version of the long slide, so there's not, there's even fewer the 24s out there. Since I have uh, all my Glocks in green, I just uh, made up a 24 in green also. I don't think they ever really sold it in green. But, uh, you know, I don't take very many pictures of my 40s anymore, but there's the... Uh, and then that's a bunch of, those are really nine mags under it. That's a 40 mag, an extended 40 mag. They're shorter than the nines. That's a bunch of nine to 45 mags under it. But uh, anyway, that's our gun of the day. An OD green Glock uh, 24. You'll see, well, you'll never see them green very often anymore. And I hardly ever see 24s. You guys ever shot a 24 by any chance? I have not, no. Nope. nope. I've, fired, I've fired 40 cals before, but not a Glock. Yeah, just any semi-auto with a really long frame is just kind of unique. You know, it's just weird having such a long sight radius or sight whatever so that, you know, your little bit of movement really is magnified. And, you know, it doesn't seem like that much when you look at it from the side or whatever. But, you know, when you're actually interfacing with it, that extra inch seems like a mile for your eyes and stuff. So it should be the other way around and it should be even more accurate. You know, yeah, I can ask you, is it easier to, it's so it's it's a little bit harder to remain accurate with it then because it's almost too much sight radius for a pistol or what? Like I say, I'm just going to say that's up to the individual. I personally yeah. 
themed. Like I shoot pretty good with it. I also yeah. own it and I shoot it. I shot it a lot back in the day. Yeah. But, you know, it's hard to know. I don't think very many people picked it up and went, wow, I shoot better than this than any other gun or anything like that. Never happened. But um, no, I think you probably do shoot better. But I think, again, it's if you're a shooter, then giving you a longer tool, big deal. It's just another tool, right? So you're already a good shooter. It's hard to know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like give it to people that were novice and then somebody who <clears throat> shot a lot, everybody who ever shot it shot a lot. So we all shot it good. Anyway, that's our gun of the day. I had uh in uh I must have had some Instagram posts or something that I put into the uh show notes. So we'll have some gun of the days here coming up in the next few days. I'm gonna be efforting on uh scheduling the show out like I used to. Uh, having some more topics and stuff so if anybody wants to contribute to that get with me on gun channels and let me know or you can always email me again at, G at uh, dailygunshow at gmail.com uh, let's see water diviner life is beautiful everything is eliminated miles ahead so are these movies patriots and, uh, water diviner life is beautiful Life is Beautiful is that movie with that kid, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm looking at... I'm going to go back and check out the chat here real quick. It says, uh, it's from 1997, and a Jewish-Italian waiter meets a pretty school teacher and wins her over with his charm and humor. Eventually, they marry and have a son. Their happiness is abrupted when separated, blah, 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 concentration camp. Whoa. I don't know what he's talking about. That doesn't sound pleasant. Yeah, I think I've heard about that movie. I think it won some awards and stuff back in the day when it first came out. Uh, everything is illuminated. Let's go check mm. out this movie. Is he, I don't know. He just listed a bunch of movies. So use your words, Patriot. Are these movies that are good? Everything is illuminated is the weird guy from... Uh, What's that movie? Sin City? It's like the creepy guy from Sin City. Is it Robert Miller that, that wrote those up or whatever? It's the or were those no Sin City was um guy did Pulp Fiction, is that right? The director? I don't know. I don't know. But you know the creepy kid from Pulp from uh I just thought? Yeah, Quentin I'm thinking Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Frank Miller. Frank Miller, Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez were the directors for Sin City. So, young Jewish American man obsessed with his family history uh, decides to journey to the Ukraine to find out more about his grandfather. Ventures into the heartland of the Ukraine. Um, surly grandfather and a dog named Sammy Davis Jr. So, sounds like a maybe surrealish type of thing. Maybe he got going on here. And then, where did the questions go? I haven't heard of any of these. Miles ahead. That's the next one. No movies. This one is the true story of the Maz of the jazz music legend Miles Davis. After disappearing for a period of five years in the seventies, mm. music reporter set out to recover a stolen sessions tape. Interesting. And that's oh, got uh, Don Cheadle as playing Miles. That guy usually does pretty good. I'm a huge jazz fan, man. I guess I'd never heard of this movie. I don't watch a lot of jazz movies or a lot of jazz concerts. I just listen to it. A lot of the oldies, a lot of the old standards and things like that, and John Coltrane and Miles Davis and stuff like that. Cool. 
Yep. Well, there's nothing happening on the gun channel side. Pants a G4 okay. club and something about patches and some lenders are saying how I gave them a Glock keychain. So, yep, a lot of people got Glock keychains. Um, with that, I guess we'll wrap it up. Gary, you got anything going on? Um, I may have some stuff coming out later on this week. Uh, trying to get a year-end review going. Uh, other than that, that's about it. Taking it easy. Last last few days of my vacation. Got to go back to work next week. Oh, yeah. I got to ask, is there any positive news from the search? No. Damn it. All right. I'm sorry to hear that. I was hoping for a Christmas miracle. Um, Travis. Yeah? Anything coming up? You got some days off? Like. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, well, we're supposed to get a lot of snow, so that's going to cut my range time. But I've got a couple tabletop reviews I'm going to be doing, and you know, I'd mentioned this uh, earlier in Matt's chat on that internal chat that we had going on. I got a little surprise coming up on the B channel tomorrow. <laughs> it's something totally different, but it's going to be fun to mess around with. Uh, which I got my B channel is just called Travis Patushka. It's P A T O C K A. That is my name. Yes, you could. Since I'm a public figure, it's easy to find me, but. Uh, my B channel, uh, I've got tech videos on there, a little bit of everything. I kind of have fun with that channel. Less, there's really no firearm content over on there, so I got something new coming to that. I've got a bunch of videos in the queue that I've been working on and a couple more flashlight tests coming up, but just kind of some fun stuff from things I've had sitting around for a while. Uh, otherwise, Caliber Corner, Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. over on gunchannels.com, baby. 8 a.m. Central Time. It's good stuff. Right on. So I know you're doing that show because you like it. Are you paying attention to the viewers and the views and that kind of thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, I do. I mean, I'm for, I'm watching the. It's been interesting. I've had one person that has been really critical of the uh, the the episodes lately. I mean, most people say, "Hey, great episode. Lots of good info. A lot of good chat." I mean, everything I'm doing is all it's all viewer requests. All the topics are, and I try not to repeat anything. Or if we do repeat anything, it's been a year, almost two years since we discussed it. Um, but this time, you know, we're, we we got some interesting topics coming up this week, and I try to take the viewer feedback and kind of let that kind of fuel what kind of how the show goes. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. I just have, a, and I'm I'm at a point now where I've done it enough. I'm I'm comfortable doing it. I don't get anxious or nervous doing the episodes. I don't feel like we have to rush through things at all. Um, sometimes I'm a little bit time limited. There's many times where we take off and leave after I get done with the episode because we're going out of town or we got a lot of family coming in. So I've gotten really comfortable with doing the show. I really do enjoy it. And it's not, not as stressful as it used to be. Uh, so, I mean, otherwise, no, I, I really enjoy it. And, and it's, well, yeah. Um, yeah. The views been, are they, are people seeing the show? Do they, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's a, it's a tough, I'm, I'm getting like anywhere between probably 400 to 600 views per week on, on an episode of it. Oh, that's real good. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not complaining at all. I mean, considering it's it's a difficult time slot because, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I wish I had hundreds of people watching right now. It'd be so cool. But, you know, you might have 40 or 50. But then I'm like, okay, it's 8 a.m. on a Saturday. Most yeah. people are sleeping or going to work or they're getting their kids ready or they're not even, you know, I do it so that, you know, somebody wants to watch it later on in the day. They can do that or, it, you know, kind of gives them something to do if they're going to be on the road. They can listen to it. So, yeah, I'm getting plenty of views. Yeah. Yeah, I really do enjoy it. I mean, considering we have different topics every week and people still come back to listen to it and watch it. I mean, that's that's a good thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I and, and with people making viewer requests, whenever I do a giveaway video, the requirements of that, you got to leave me a topic to talk about for the episode. And uh, and a big part of it, I'm not going to lie, I don't I don't. 
put a lot of time into what we're going to talk about, mainly because I'm so busy during the week. I don't really have time to because between doing chats and my job and trying to run the channel, I don't get a lot of time to sit down and think, oh, what am I going to talk about this week? I do want to see what people want us to talk about. And the panel always has so much experience with so many different areas that we're usually able to cover it with no problems, whether we're talking about, you know, reloading or hunting or our experiences with certain kind of firearms and whatnot. Um, but yeah, we're just going to keep episodes rolling, man. Having a good time with it. Right on. Well, glad to have you over on gun channels and it's cool to see a yeah. consistent show. I think Saturday is a good time. I mean, like you say, there's no perfect time and you know, yeah. I guess yeah. you've got a pretty good slot at five on, you know, evening on Thursdays is, Technically, it's supposed to be a really good slot for stuff, but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the kind of audience, you know, the audience is going to be a different audience when they're awake at Saturday morning. It's like the refresh for the weekend. They've got a, you know, weekend's worth of looking forward to. And, you know, it's a lot different than after work on a Thursday and you still got Friday and you're, you know, just in a different mindset. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. So you're going to get a different show. Yeah, yeah. No, but man, I appreciate the invite. Let me on here. And again, you guys and you know um early watch you guys are the ones that brought me into this whole thing uh so i blame you g webs uh, and uh, tony so <laughs> um, certainly not for the money. listen to these well and i strike too because he's the one that that kind of sent me that invite into to hit or miss and then you know like i said it just started off with me listening to podcasts while i was painting the house and it brought me into to the whole channel so i really enjoy it. it's cool to be here man thank you yeah appreciate it that's like i said it's that's what we're here for us uh, see the conversation grow so that's right on dude people not just dig it because lots of people have dug it over the years you know they hang around for a while and they appreciate it some people probably get frustrated because they don't get a voice you know whatever they're saying something screwy or weird or maybe they just don't you know align with the stuff we're saying but uh you know people come and go for all kinds of different reasons but it's always cool when somebody enjoys it to the level where they want us to have their own conversation and yeah, it's neat. And then again, those people have come and gone. So, you know, you're one of the true successes of the whole concept of free new media. So it's awesome to see it. Cool. cool. Now, uh, people started out the show asking if you were going to review the Daily Gun Show. So, <laughs> is it possible to request an impromptu review of our own show? Is that is that even legal? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want, we can we can do a review right now. I mean, it's not. You know. <laughs> I like doing stuff that's never been done before. I happen to know Travis wow. is of the same. So if Gary's prone or if Gary's a game. Oh, man, this, puts a, this is. Uh, so the, the, the Daily Gun Show, where do we begin? I mean, I, I don't even know what episode we're up to right now. We're talking about quality gun information for the gun enthusiast, for the firearms enthusiast. Uh, you know, G-Rubs, G-Rubs, he runs a fantastic show with various segments there's a lot of variety to it it definitely appeals to anybody that's into the gun culture whether you're talking about world west movies or you're discussing firearms or political issues there's something out there for everybody you definitely need to check out the daily gun show it's definitely good stuff i got to give it two thumbs up i've never actually range tested it before but i'm pretty sure it's pretty accurate so uh i, I definitely got to give it you know five stars so <laughs> right on thanks for being yep. Hey, hey, no problem, man. No problem, man. I, you know, yeah. So I was playing, but I'm also going to, uh, that gave me an idea, and I'm going to put the request out there for anybody that's interested. Do a review of Gun Channels. The Gun Channels is a community, and people go, oh, I built it. Fuck that. I did not build it. I've been the guy who said, I'm sick of YouTube, and there's got to be something better. And when somebody said, well, then do something about it, I'm the guy that goes, okay, let's do something about it. But it's just a bunch of code that I put online. 
and I'm doing a job of making sure that the money people pay, you know, pays for that server. And for the most part, gun channels is is a community, is a bunch of people that call themselves gun channels. And that is a heck of a lot more than any of that code that's up there. It's more than any of the tools or resources that we have up there or we've had up there over the years. It's the human beings that participate in these chats and that meet up in Tulsa and at SHOT Show and uh, NRA shows and out at the range. I know there's been uncountable, well, not uncountable, but maybe we should count the number of meetups that have gone on and just friendships that have been created and uh, exchange of ideas and stuff. So um, I'm going to encourage people to do a review of gun channels and what it means to them and the stuff that people get out of gun channels might be interesting for others to see and it might be appeal to some people out there that don't know about it yet or maybe because of the way we talk about it they think it's a place that uh you know it's like the, the green room or the behind the scenes for people or you know they don't know that what at all it is and uh, i'm certainly not able to give a good uh description of it because i see it as a bunch of matrix code you know i look at the gun channels totally different than everybody else so if anybody's interested and you're up to the challenge then uh, do a review of gun channels on your platforms of choice and your media of choice and I'm, i'd certainly appreciate it and i think other people would appreciate it too yeah uh, i think it'd definitely give me something to do and i think anybody else out there should look at it too i mean anybody that's a user or anybody that's ever been to it it it, it is it is a very cool i guess the one thing i like about it is uh, depending on where you are, depending on your situation, it's sometimes difficult to meet new friends, okay, depending on what you're into or what you do, you know. Some people play sports and they, they network through that, and some people meet friends through work and stuff. But I've, I've made a lot of good friends out of GunChannels.com. The fact that we have a lot of common interests, it really gives us a lot to talk about. But they're also good people that, you know, want they want to live in the best country they can. They want to enjoy their rights. There's a lot that brings people together. There's a lot that we have in common. And it does eliminate a lot of the differences. So that's really what I've enjoyed about gun channels. That and just all the different aspects of the community, whether it's people posting important stories or being able to network with people and chat with people, post a question about something, get an answer. I mean, it, it really is a good community. That's that's why I keep coming back to it. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't come back to it. Yeah, certainly nobody's getting paid. No, 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 no. And so it's just it's good, genuine people. I mean, yeah, there's going to be people that disagree with you. There might be people you don't like their attitude or they might, you know, kind of show some tough love or something. But it, just in general, it's just, it's just a really good place to go. Well, you, never, you definitely don't like to pick your family. Like your family, yeah. you yeah, man. can't afford to pick your coworkers because most of us have to deal with whatever it is that we're working with, right? Yep. And uh, let's say you go to the gun shop or the gun show. Uh, you don't necessarily have time to just stand there, the opportunity to just stand there waiting to talk to everybody and find out what every conversation or who all's there because you know there's somebody out there you probably get along with. But with gun channels, we try to build a place where, yeah, we get to kind of have these conversations. People get to, you know, virtually look over the shoulder or, you know, kind of walk up to the conversation if it's something they want to be in, a part of or, uh, collab you know, contribute to. They're free to, and just like anything, like you get, uh, you know, people that aren't going to always agree a hundred percent, but you know, like I say, like you said, it's kind of like going to a gun show and being able to find those people that are interested in having a conversation and, uh, you get to pick those people, you know, you know, it's not like, uh, I don't know. I think it's, uh, that's, it's great way to describe it there. Oh, definitely. Definitely, man. <clears throat> into doing the live chat panel thing. I want to be like Travis. What was that again? 
David's asking on the gunshot side, how do I get into doing the live chat panel thing? I want to be like Travis. <laughs> you want to join the Travi, huh? Um, well, if you want to be on Caliber Corner, man, just shoot me an email at thecalibercorner@gmail.com, and we'll put you on. Get you some practice, and then eventually you can start your own channel and get your own thing going on. It's not hard to do, man. Yeah, you can jump into our chat. I didn't realize. I, I don't send links out to everyone because... I don't know who's interested or not. Sometimes I'll yeah. start, like, talk to people and they'll say like, oh, I don't have a microphone. I don't know how I'm scared. But uh, yeah, if you want a link, I'll send you a link right now. But uh, you just jump in and like Trev said, that's probably the way I think all of everybody started really was jumping into somebody else's chat. Well, maybe there was a couple of us that started the first chats, but everybody else jumped into those chats. Felt comfortable that, you know, you're not going to expose your whole computer to the internet or anything. You're not going to have to turn your camera on. And uh, I guess you just have to get the only hurdle once you're in a live chat is to chat up, like talk, like don't feel like everyone's going to be upset if you chime in. Most people, I think, end up getting distracted. If you get distracted after getting into a live chat, it's because you're just not comfortable interrupting. But uh, at least for our chats, just jump right in and start talking. And uh, you know, if you're comfortable with all that, then you've already got a YouTube channel. You just start starting your own shows. Now, just to address Seven Wonders on the YouTube side, he goes, uh, I have more friends from chats than I do in real life. Dude, chat friends is real life. These are real people. I've, you know, you get to meet these people. You get to see them and hang out with them and talk to them, man. It's, it's, to me, it's more real than half the people I talk to on Facebook. So, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, these are, these are real human beings, man. G-Webs is a real individual. He's not, he's not, you know, Skynet or whatever the rumors are. He is an actual person. So, <laughs> yeah, when my, when my mother passed away this last May, outside of my place of employment, the only people who sent flowers to the funeral were people from gun channels here. That tells you a lot right there. These are real people. These are friends. These aren't just electronic people you know, that you only know, you get to know these people and you do make friends. So it's real stuff. Yeah, I think, uh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> people that I know in real life, you know, I've known them forever or whatever family, even, um, you know, they've got their interests or whatever, and we'll have things we can talk about, but there's just things that I'm never going to have a useful or effective conversation in order to, for let my own, um, knowledge grow or my own opinions get honed or challenged right uh and that's valid right that's something that i think is more than just a convenience or more than just an entertainment i mean match chats can be a entertainment for sure nowadays back in the day we used to have some pretty interesting conversations but you can find interesting conversations without looking real hard over on gun channels and if it's an open room uh if you see a bunch of frivolous blah 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 happening I, I challenge you, throw some actual conversation in there, some real topics, and people will switch to let's really talk, let's roll up our sleeves and have a conversation mode really fast. And yeah. most of us cherish that. We thrive on that. So uh, that's something that, like like Travis just said, these were human beings. They, they are human. I've verified almost all of them, really. <laughs> they're not, yeah. they're not uh, whatever. So you know, these are, I would say, it's just like you said, these are real-life conversations. It's just that unlike pen pals, which people used to have back in the day, unlike putting up massive um, long distance charges or having to talk on weekends, it's still pretty high rates like we used to have to do back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, these are, you know, continuing 
conversations that we've had. They may not be the same dynamics to a personal relationship, but again, I'd say those personal relationships that we have very rarely can give you the kind of actual insight and awareness. Think about it. One of the frustrations we have as Second Amendment people is that the people in New York, the people in California, a state with 7 million gun owners can feel isolated, isolated from the rest of the country because the mainstream media who disseminates information with an agenda through very few uh, channels gets to have the narrative. So, you know, if that's our alternative, like to have real life conversations and have all of our information disseminated to us, no, this is, this is as valid as real life can get. And this democratization of this technology to be really difficult to remove now is, uh, I believe, more than just a, you know, a, a entertainment or a novelty. It's vital. It's vital to us to remain aware that other people are out there with the same views as we've got and allows us to be united. And, you know, we're, some of us are working hard to keep that and hone that and keep that awareness going. So I appreciate that. But, yeah, def definitely uh, I wouldn't put that real life uh, thing, or I, I would be sure to include gun channels in that real life definition. Oh, yeah. Message I sent you. Yeah. I don't know where you sent me a message yesterday. On gun channels, you sent me a message? Who's that? Oh, kind of narrow brand cut, that narrow cast into brand. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, so we kind of got off topic there, but um, let's see. GWeb should do an old school gun websites video with guns range interview. They got a bunch of views, and that'd be good for her. Yeah. Number one, I don't have any ammo to go to the range. Number two, <laughs> I'm and I'm not trying to foster that. Um, I don't. I'm not ashamed of what I did. I was. It was valid at the time, but there's other people sharing stuff at a range that are that love that and i'm not i don't need more of that to exist i'm not that's not my passion to see more guns on the internet i want to see people move from that onto you know more real discussions about how we can uh, remove the nfa and things like that so that's even if i had the opportunity to do stuff like that uh, it would probably not bother all right. Well, with that, uh, thanks for the feedback out there. Uh, we will end it up so that these guys, even though they're uh, off work, can go get some sleep. And I'll thank you again for joining us live. And if you are listening to this in the future, check us out over on thegunchannels.com. Be back tomorrow.